podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Let's talk about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. They're stretched khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So how do you get them? You go to birddogs.com forward slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mugger Make It United Great Again. I'm your co-host. I'm Michael Akadiri, and it's going to be a real intimate discussion because I'm joined by a panel of one. The one and only Reams. What's going on, my guy? Superstar panel today, man. Most definitely, man. We're going to do it like Cole and Redacted today, man. We're going to do it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Redacted, yeah? Yeah, that guy's man's name. banned from this podcast, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> but, you know, we're going we're gonna, to... Let's go straight into it, man. Burnley nil, Manchester United won. Uh, Bruno Fernandes strike uh, just before half time. Uh, the difference between the two sides. Uh, just to recap how we lined up, we had Onana in goal, Dallo right back, Lindelof right centre back, Evans left centre back with uh, Regulon left back. Uh, two holding midfield players with Casemiro joined by Scott McTominay. We had Bruno played off the right with Hannibal making his first start playing in the 10 with Rashford coming off the left with Hoyland up top. What did you make of that team when you sort of saw it? What was your sort of thoughts and feelings? Horrible. Woo! That midfield pivot was scary. Woo! Two guys in midfield. <laughs> two guys in midfield who struggled to receive the ball, struggled to turn on the ball, struggled to escape pressure. It was it wasn't ideal, but um Johnny Evans starting with flipping Victor Lindelof was scary. Very scary. Very, oh. very scary. <laughs> um I was excited about Hannibal, but Boy, that, that midfield behind him, I thought, yeah, boy, Hannibal might not see a lot of the ball in this game because who's going to pass it to him? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who's going to build up the, from the first phase? Yeah, but yeah, it, was, it, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't a great team. Obviously, we know that, like, um, I think some, obviously a lot of it was necessity. Like, our back line's been decimated with injuries. Flipping, mm. you know, both our left-backs are hurt. Yeah. Then we found out Lisandro was hurt, Maguire was hurt. Um, obviously, Varane's been out for a couple of weeks, so he's literally just started training again. Absolutely. So, having to resort to our fifth choice centre back in game week six <laughs> isn't That's ideal, just... but yeah, mm. it was what it was. I guess the midfield, um, he went with on um, the Casemiro McTominay because he wanted to get a bit more physicality and energy in that midfield because you know, teams have really just been walking through our midfield for weeks now, yeah, absolutely. I guess that's why I started Hannibal as well. Another very athletic, a very good off the ball kind of midfielder. So yeah. So you could kind of see the logic, but you weren't inspired by the. I, I, the I get why he did it, but like, bro, like having to play that kind of team against newly promoted Burnley is very scary. So we had uh, some alternative options in midfield. Amrabat, but he's just coming off. Would you have taken a risk and started him alongside Casemiro instead of McTominay? I mean, he hasn't played a game since May, including mm. pre-season. Like, he hasn't played football since the Conference League final. Actually, I'm lying. I'm, I think he played some friendlies for Morocco. But I'm pretty sure that was also in, like, May, June times as well. 
Yeah. But a long time out, that's the problem. Yeah, it's been, it's been months since he's played a game of football. You know, he's, he came back, he was nursing a little injury, whatever. So, yeah, he's he's pretty much been training for only a few days as well. So, I, I get why he didn't start. Um, Alternatives, yeah. Ericsson, Van der Beek. Yeah, Van der Beek, who was literally banished from the squad and had to get drafted back into the squad because we had no other options. <laughs> like, you know, a guy that gets told, like, yeah, bro, you're not going to play any minutes. And then next thing you turn around, you see him on the bench. That's how you know things are bad. <laughs> But it's you know what I find crazy. Obviously, Ten Hag was his boss at Ajax when he was cooking in the Champions League. So, what what, what do you think's happened to them? I know his time at Man United before Ten Hag got there wasn't the best Van der Beek. But I mean, listen, I fo- if, if if when Ten Hag came, everyone who is like a Van der Beek enjoyer would have thought, yeah, if there's any time he's gonna stake his claim at this Man United, it will be now under the manager where he enjoyed the best years of his career, his best football. Manager mm. that knows how to use him had great success on that, and the manager has sent him packing in favor of two academy kids. So that just tells you all you need to know about Van der Beek. The manager doesn't even want him here as a squad option. So it's it's scary. It's 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 real. It's real scary. He, he had Hannibal and Dan Gore on the bench ahead of Van der Beek. Ah. Like, come on, man. Damn. Yeah. The only reason yeah, Van yeah. der Beek is still here is because he refused to leave. It's just it should it should have turned out this way, man. Like, do you know, obviously when he came, I think it was 34 million. You're thinking, yeah, decent price, European pedigree, you know, decent midfield. Like, that's the type of price Liverpool pay for their midfielders. I'm thinking, yeah, we're gonna get someone decent at a competitive price, not had our pants pulled down, and then yeah, it just goes to pot. It's just it's disappointing. But either way, it is it's football, it happens. But yeah, Vladimir, he wasn't in, he wasn't he didn't come off the bench, he wasn't involved. What did you kind of make of the first sort of sort of 10, 20 sort of minutes? I know Anana had a save to make, uh, which I guess was better than what he did at the Allianz in oh actually like saving. Every, every shot that goes towards Onana's goal now, I'm nervous. Ah, uh, <laughs> you've got there. You've got there. Yeah, but like, yeah, I think it was an early, I think it was a header from, I, I can't remember who the header was from. I Swiss, think, I, I think it was Amdouni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it was yeah. Lecky Amdouni. Like, he had, like, a free header, like, by the penalty area. Down, bounced up low. And on a, got down quick, pushed it away. Good save. You'd expect him to make that save. But after what he did with Sane on flipping midweek, you still got that little bit of jitters in your <laughs> in, in your belly. But I think Onana was solid. He had a good game. To, he had a good game on, on Saturday. And you yeah, know what? The yeah. worst thing is, against Bayern, he had a good game against Bayern as well, other than the fact that he threw the ball into his net. So you can't even really say he had a good game. But <laughs> outside of that, his passing was good. He made a, a couple other good saves. A few that's high claims. Like, like, bro, like... We're going to remember the, the mistake. You're only going to remember the fact that he threw the ball you. in his net. Like, and bro, that's... <laughs> you can't really forgive that. Yeah, 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 especially at Champions League level, man. Like, yeah, you man. can't... And he knows better than that, man. He played and in the final we, before that. Before. before that goal, we was pretty comfy as well. Yeah, absolutely. Ericsson should have scored. Ericsson should have scored. You know, so it, it was interesting seeing, um, like, the fact, obviously, with Burnley, he went with the physicality. But obviously, in Bayern, he went with more a bit more guile in Ericsson. What, what, what do you think of sort of Ericsson's sort of position? Because he's been playing as one of the double pivots. But here's the, clearly... Here's, here's, the, issue, here's yeah. the issue. Here's the issue, right? When Ericsson plays, because he actually is willing to like get on the ball in like the first phase, 
he, he can play a quality switch of play. He can pass off both feet. Like when the ball comes into him, like say if Onana puts the ball into him, he can play that first time around the corner pass and what have you. Mm. He's willing to like do that. That kind of helps us in a life because if you he played against Arsenal, he played against Brighton, he played against Bayern. There's plenty yeah. of sequences. Like we could say in all of those games that we started those games well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was there's periods of play where we held onto the ball, even if we was just passing it around the back, we was looking to try to find openings. Ericsson plays a big part in all of that. But the main issue with Ericsson is he's not good enough in that role. Like he's not Thiago, he's not Verratti, he's not Frankie yeah. de Jong. Like he's not elite enough. He's not even Bruno Gumarez or someone like that. Yeah. He's not elite enough in that role to justify how much of a liability he is off the ball. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that becomes the issue with Ericsson. Like he's he's decent on the ball. He helps us in build up and what have you. But what he the positives he prov- he, pres- he provides in in possession does not outweigh how much of a negative he is out of possession. Out of possession, yeah. So essentially, you can't play him. McTominay now he's I guess he's the opposite. He's supposed to provide some athletic athleticism, some legs, some energy, some tackling, some aerial prowess off the ball. On the ball, he pre- he's pretty much useless in the first two phases. He doesn't even try to get on the ball. But yeah, he's not even really been good off the ball either. Like against Brighton, against Burnley, we were still getting popped. Like you know what I mean. So like McTominay and Ericsson, the things they're supposed to be good at aren't good enough to outweigh their negatives. So, like, neither of them can actually play. So, if you ever see McTominay and Ericsson together on the pitch, it's, it's scary hours. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, I mean, we've played we've played the McTominay and Ericsson pivot. In... Was that Man City away last year? Yeah, season, we played, against, made that played against Man City away. We played against Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, that, that pivot's played... I mean, I guess that's the pivot that we kind of started the season with as well before Casemiro came into the team. Obviously, yeah. Casemiro was suspended... That's kind of like what we went back to. But yeah, man, it's just, bro, like neither of those guys, maybe Ericsson in games where we're going to dodge, like, you know, against like Nottingham Forest where they basically just like, they took an early lead and they just parked all their players behind the ball and we had all of the ball. Like in games like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ericsson he's, he's be useful, at, at home, know, yeah. At home against lesser teams. I guess that's his, that's his bag. But even against some of those lesser teams, like, bro, like Burnley has midfielders, like, like Aaron Ramsey in that game, like, he was, he was running rings around our midfield. Like, Mm. I don't think Ericsson would have been able to play against a midfielder like Aaron Ramsey, Josh Brownhill, Josh Cullen, these guys. Like, these guys will run rings around him. Normal, like, to good level Premier League midfielders. So, that's, it's, that's, it's, that, it's, that's scary. That is scary. It is scary. But that, that that's our reality. Uh, obviously, we'll get, we'll get into more of our sort of midfield. But another midfielder, what, what do you think of Hannibal before I get into uh, Bruno's goal? What do you think about Hannibal? Obviously, starting. And the 10, obviously, you mentioned earlier, he was brought in for his sort of physicality. Um, he played in a good ball for Rashford. Is it, was it Rashford near the end? But yeah, yeah what did yeah. he kind of make of Annabelle? Like out of possession, he was really good. I feel like mm. even if like he didn't make the tackle, um, mm. he was very good at tracking runners. Like So so even at, like with like Ericsson, if a guy dribbles past him, he's gone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Even because Cas- Casemiro likes to dive in. If Casemiro dives in and doesn't win the ball, he can't recover here. The, the guy's gone. But yeah, Hannibal absolutely. was very good at like tracking guys, screening, pressing, screening, like, and that made Casemiro's job easier because he could have really just because he really could just like screen against the back four, like, and and Hannibal was doing this thing where he kind of like funnel dribblers into Casemiro, 
mm. by being able to stick with them. So Casemiro probably had his best performance of the season um, against Burnley. Um, so yeah, off the ball, he was really good. On the ball, I, I don't like how high up the pitch he was playing. He was basically playing as like, he's basically playing like as a second striker in behind yeah, um, Hoyland. So like the Hoyland. only way he, re- he could really be influential in that kind of role is if we have guys that could progress the ball through the phases in between the lines into his feet, which we didn't really have. I can't remember. I can't remember. I think Dallo played one good pass between the lines. Let's talk about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. They're stretched khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So how do you get them? You go to birddogs.com forward slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. To Hannibal, and I think he like turned off, spread it out to regular or Rashford or whatever. Can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember McTominay making one progressive pass. I can't. Casemiro. I, maybe he made a couple, but I don't think it was to Hannibal. But like we didn't really. We wasn't really able to break through Burnley's like lines of lines of like blocks. Like, yeah, no, we, we, like Johnny Evans played a good part, a few good passes, but it was really over the top, like bypassing those those midfield blocks that their first line absolutely. of pressure, the second line. Um, yeah, there was no one really on the pitch that could break lines. Usually, we'd have Lisandro Martinez. Like if you if you look at Hannibal's goal last week, that goal yeah. came apart because Lisandro Martinez broke through three lines of of pressure with one pass. And Hannibal yeah. received it between the lines, turned on it, had a shot. So he's a big he's gonna, miss when he doesn't play, man. Uh, yeah, if he's going to play that high up the pitch, we need guys who can progress the ball. If not, play him deeper where he could get on the ball and, and and help us progress himself with his passing and his dribbling and his carrying or whatever. But I feel like I was, I was, I was, I was impressed with the job he did off the ball, especially down the stretch, maybe the last 10, 15 minutes when like, bro, yeah. like he'd been sprinting for like 90 straight minutes and at the end, he still looked like the most energetic yeah, the guy on the pitch. Like, he played that good outside of the ball pass to Rashford in transition. Um, there's another good pass he played to Bruno from the right hand side. He was winning free kicks, you know, like just taking pressure off. Like it wasn't, he was, it wasn't a good performance, but like he he contributed positively to the game, and he made like Casemiro's job easy, which was what we've been saying. The reason why is well, Casemiro. A lot of Casemiro's struggles is his fault as well. But what's been exasperating is the fact that the two midfielders in front of him cannot make a tackle. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, he's got, he's got players running at him at full pelt all the time, literally. And yeah, and when, when, yeah, when you see the guy, I'm always nervous. Like we've had it so many times where I'm seeing Casemiro's number and he's behind the ball. I'm like, oh my days, we are in trouble here. Mm-hmm. And it's happened enough times that our midfield is just, it's too porous, too many holes. In literally, it. even bro, it's like I watch United play and I'm like, yo, like okay, cool, we're trying to build possession here, and we cannot penetrate through the middle of teams ever like but when other teams have the ball they could play one pass and they're literally running out our back four like yeah, against Bayern yeah. like Kim Kim and Jai and Upa Makano would literally get the ball from their goalkeeper run 40 yards up the pitch at the halfway line play one pass and Musiala yeah. or Sane or someone will be running at our back four and I'm like how can it be that easy and why can't we do that <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah that's something I did notice in the game there was 
we had no rule pass you to play. Like every every time we got in a position, the final pass or the decision making was off. Or we weren't yeah, no, the final ball, or... the final, the final, like in, like the final ball, like Hoyland like, had like a few opportunities and like transition like counter attacks. They messed up with like yeah. poor passes. It's whatever. Uh, it? Like it wasn't a good performance from Hoyland, but like he, you, you'd expect he'll get better. And he's still, boy, he's twenty years old. He's still, he's still really learning all the new. Yeah, hundred percent striker. Um, we didn't really create great chances. Um, I think there was one chance for Bruno that um, Rashford's played in through on goal. Bruno's had like a good left-footed shot, good save from James Trafford. There's another one where Rashford's passed it through to Hoyland. He's kind of yeah. like pinned his defender, like turned and tried to like fire a shot away, but it's gone wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah, there's yeah. another he's opportunity where Rashford's like put Hannibal Medry through and um, Hannibal's like backheeled it to Hoyland and he's tried to like, turn on it but like he couldn't really get a shot away um obviously we had the Johnny Evans goal that got ruled out that was from a corner right yeah, yeah. Ruled out. has been cooking us this year but obviously that one was rightly ruled out yeah you got a whole yeah Hoyland was in the way and then yeah the Bruno goal was just it was just two bits of quality like a great weak foot pass from Johnny Evans over the top and a great finish from Bruno but yeah Van Basten like yeah, it was great. It was really, really, really good finish, man, and a great pass from Evans. Like we've been new, don't I've been seeing Evans do that since 09, 010. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's always been good on the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it's it's, it's funny because obviously as you, as, you, as you mentioned at the top, when obviously when 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 we signed him, he's 35, obviously he's training with us during the summer. You're thinking, wow, why are they giving him like a pity sort of contract? Is he even gonna like touch minutes? Is he even gonna touch pitch? And then he came on against Arsenal, he's starting. You know, due to due to injuries and yeah, he had a very good game. He, I think he got. I think TNT tried to give Bruno man of the match, but Bruno knew himself. You know, let me hand this over to Evans because Ever, mm. Evans done these things. So, but as you mentioned, yeah, good cross field, uh, but weak foot. Bruno lets it come over his left shoulder, hits it instinctively. But Bruno's got that in his locker, doesn't he? That's the thing. He can frustrate you as a player with he sometimes he's uh, petulant or you know he sometimes he gives up if a player's gone past him but he's definitely got that quality hasn't he Ooh, Bruno yeah I mean well, like Bruno like Bruno's a game winner he's a match winner isn't it? like we know that like even if he's mm. playing poor he can still provide one minute of quality to to, to, to to win you games so yeah like sometimes in a game like this where we're not playing well you kind of need a guy like that on just, the pitch, just, yeah, I feel like there's a buck coming. It's like you're reserving yourself for something. Yeah, yeah, but like I guess <laughs> it's hard. It's it's hard to play really good football with players like like with midfielders like him who really can't hold on to the ball. Like, mm. where 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 is the best? Do you think obviously he's gone out onto the right because obviously the personal issues we've got with a few of our right wingers? But yeah, do you we think don't, that's a yeah, a position really for him. I feel like of all the options we have to play right wing, other than Palestries, who's actually a winger, I think Bruno's the best option there because you don't want to put Rashford there, you don't want to put Garnacho there. I guess yeah. like playing Bruno on the right wing, he can still get into goal scoring positions like he did against Burnley. He can still find opportunities to cross. He can still drift centrally, play make and what have you. And like his his like his ability is his lack of like ability to like retain the ball in like tight areas becomes less of an issue when he's out wide as well. Yeah. So I get I get why Ten Hag plays Bruno out wide. It's not it's not an ideal solution, but it it can still work. 
what w- what's happening nowadays with with wingers that they have to be on the opposite flank? Obviously, you mentioned Rashford, and I agree, Rashford best off the left. Uh, we see them on the right; it doesn't work out, and Ganache still learning the game. But how have we come to a scenario where a right-footed uh, winger or forward can't play on the right? They have to play on the left. Where, where not, have we gone no, with the it's game? Not it's not that they can't do it, but um, it's just harder, isn't it? Like playing as a as a. I don't know if you've ever played like on the wing as a footballer, but it's just a lot easier to play inverted because the angles where you dribble at is easier. It's easier to cut inside and find angles to pass, shoot. I feel like it's easier to get to the um it's easier to get to the byline because yeah. you have the you have the threat of being able to cut in on your stronger foot as well. So defenders have to think about that so you can drive to the byline and cut it back with your weaker foot. Um it's just yeah. bro, it, it's it's just, it's just simpler to play on inverted. Um it may, um but I think I think a lot of wingers struggle to play on the on the on the wing of their stronger foot just because like all those angles that they used to become a bit more awkward. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 there's there's plenty of top wingers like we've seen like Jeremy Doku. I see you can play on either wing. It don't matter. Like you know what I mean? He, he, he like guys cooking, like Leroy Sane, they can play on that. There's loads of like Raheem Sterling. We can see we've seen him play great on either wing. Sadio Mane, yeah. you know what I mean? But not every player can do that. I I feel like Rashford could play on the right wing. We just won't see the best of him. Because yeah, and I, he's I feel so like, much of a threat. I feel like a lot of like, as a crosser, he does hit a lot of his best crosses comes from the right wing, where he can like get the ball out of his feet and just whip it. Like we see him yeah. play loads of like, even against Bayern, I'm pretty sure he played one really great cross to like that Garnacho go on the end of, but he was just a little bit late. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Rashford can be useful from the right wing, but you just don't want to put your best attacker out of out of their best position. That no, that that's Fendi facts, and I was about to even ask about Rashford. Obviously, he's not hit the ground running as we probably would have liked. Are you any concerns from your end? Are you sort of just thinking that he's finding his feet this season? What, what have you made of Rashford's sort of start to the season so far? Um, I feel like how many goals have he scored in the league this season? He scored one against Wolves, scored so, three against Forest, scored one against. Uh, scored what? Scored one against Arsenal. Yeah, one against Arsenal. One against so seven. Yeah, Rashford's contributed to four of those goals. So <laughs> yeah. So he's so, main... yeah. so he's doing his thing. It's just he's doing it. We have as as a collective, we have not been good this season, and Rashford has not been great. But he's literally contributed to four of the seven goals he scored this season. Like it's over half. Over half, like and bro, and he he did the same last season as well. So maybe if the team gets better, then. Rashford then, can get then, there as then, well. Yeah, we, we need to provide a better platform for him. But obviously, just going into the second half, um, obviously, Burnley applied a bit more pressure. Obviously, they had the majority of the possession through the game. Um, but there, was there any point you were really worried that they would sort of penetrate through? Or was it just more possession in the, in the middle thirds? That nah, you, Burnley are pretty crap. But um, I wasn't really scared of none of their final third players. Um, but we just, like, we literally couldn't, we couldn't, like, bro, like, I feel like every team can come to come play United and just keep the ball away from them. Like, we struggle to keep the ball. Yeah. But obviously, with that team that we had out, we were always going to struggle. But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't ever worried about Burnley scoring. It was just more about <laughs> us scoring. Yeah, making sure we at least got one on the board. Because yeah. it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a pretty performance, but I guess after the weeks we've had, sometimes just about more importantly getting points on the board so we you got you 
you leave Turf more, you get the three points, you get the clean sheet, which should obviously give Onana some confidence, give the some of the defenders some confidence, and then we move on. We've got this week, we've got Crystal Palace twice, one in the League Cup uh, tomorrow. So when you're listening to this, that'll be later the same evening and then on Saturday. What have you, have you had the chance to watch much Crystal Palace this season? Um, do you have a sort of stake for how they've been playing or anything like that? Yeah, no, not really. I watched them against Arsenal. I thought it was going against Arsenal. I feel like Eze has been really, really good this season. I know um, Austin Edward, he's he's, yeah. he's finally starting to look like someone who could score some goals, but um, they have a tough midfield. I mean, they have Decore, Lerma, you know, those two guys are going to, bro, those guys are going to, can rough up anyone. Eze, yeah, yeah, like one of the best playmakers in the league. Edward scoring some goals, but on the wing, it's like Andre Ayew and Jeffrey Schlupp, like, Crystal Palace are a solid team. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game, but you know, like United aren't great right now, so we could easily lose to Crystal Palace. But yeah, we should be winning. Yeah, we should be. Yeah, you make a fair point. Like obviously, if they get Eze on the ball and let Eze, if he links up with Edward, then that's that's the problem. But you're right, their their wingers don't inspire much excitement, and they've got they've got decent um, defensive pairing at the back, and they've got. Johnston and I think Henderson's their backup keeper, isn't it? So he went from one bench to another. Crazy. But um <laughs> but yeah, but you like to think that you know we're defending our league cup. It's actually our league cup to defend that especially being at home, that that's a game we can go through first, even though uh I presume Ten Hag's gonna play a weakened team, but we are already weakened, so maybe we'll be our best team. Who knows? Hey, listen, we're slowly getting healthy again, you know. Like, we've seen that four new guys in training today. Kobe Main was back soon. Jeez, we've been waiting since, since he got injured in the States. We've been waiting. Because I yeah, think so... you were saying that you your midfield three will be Kobe... Um, it was, no, was it Kobe, Bruno and uh, Amrabat. Amrabat. Yeah. But we, I, I've, that was before the whole... That's before all our right wingers got banished from the squad. So what would it be now? So if uh, assuming Bruno stays on the right wing whilst you know the, the banishment continues, it'll um, still be Am- it'll still be Amrabat Kobe then. Uh, Hannibal, I, I say I, I say Amrabat Kobe and Hannibal, but realistically, Ten Hag's not gonna bench his new sixty million marquee midfield signing for some academy kid. So it'll be Kobe, Hannibal, um, Amrabat, and Mount. Woo! And who who like who's playing six eight ten? Or do you think it'll be six and two eights? Uh, so I'm about six. Um, Kobe eight, Mount ten. I guess so. It'll, it'll be like it'll be a midfield three, but like Kobe will be more in the first second phase, and Mount will be more in the yeah. second and third phase. And that that means um our the guy who came in last season from Madrid was saying that he's going to start holding bench. Is, like, I know he's 31, and this season his legs look like they've started to, to dissipate a bit. But you, well, we're seeing really... it, we'll see, we'll see how good Amrabat is, isn't it? Like, but I feel like Amrabat helps with a lot of the issues we have right now, especially in terms of like being able to make a flipping tackle in midfield and also just being able to keep hold of the ball and recycle it. Casemiro's really not good at recycling. Like, as yeah. I said, with me, my number six, I really Casemiro likes to be very vertical with his passing. Yeah. Like, he's a very direct passer. And, like, with me, I'd rather my number six just be more of a metronome. Just get the ball, recycle it. Pass the ball to Maino. Pass the ball to 
Hannibal, Mount, Bruno. Pass the ball to them guys. Let them guys be the creative. Like, I don't want my number six to be a playmaker. Pass it to like, the better part. <laughs> better pass it to the better passers, essentially. Yeah, like, Casemiro's a good passer, but, bro, like, sometimes it's played a normal five-yard pass to flipping Dallow. You don't have to try do a first-time 60-yard whip round. Jeez. Like, bro, allow it sometimes, man. Jeez. I feel like Amrabat like will, will allow us to be, actually hold on to possession for longer than four passes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think I think you do make a fair point. And obviously, if he's direct, then we're not holding the ball. Like sometimes it's nice to get touches of the board and settle settle things down. We don't have to be sort of uh, like pinball football. You know, you got it. It's not bang. Let me bang up front. Let's see if yeah, we can make. I feel like happen. we might see. A, I feel like we might see some of. I feel like we see a lot of Amrabat and Casemiro starting together as well. I didn't. I didn't think it was going to happen, but from Ten Hag starting Casemiro and. McTominay, yeah, and I don't see why he wouldn't start Casemiro and Amrabat as well. Do you think that's just because against Burnley it was a case of uh, with we've been defensively weak and it's a chance if you've got two holding players in front of two defenders that center halves that don't play with each other is more of a protection for them? Is that potentially like, yeah, but I feel like, if, I feel like if he has that mentality, then Amrabat's gonna re- take, all, take all of McTominay's minutes. And you have to remember, McTominay and Casemiro started last weekend as well against Brighton. So yeah, I never so, expected those two to ever start a game together in midfield. I didn't think Ten Hag would ever do that. Mm. That's true. That's true. And also, he was well. I don't know if he was meant to, but it was, he was subject to quite intense speculation in the summer from an interest from West Ham, McTominay. So you may be a surprise. Yeah, and Fulham because they were. I think who was going to take Paul Paulinho? Who was Bayern. Bayern were going to, yeah, chop him and then... Um, they Tomine tried to get McTominay as his replacement and he rejected them. But yeah, so for some, it could be uh, McTominay should have left, but, you know, I guess we, right now... It's weird. There's, bro, like, we we, we kind of have a logjam at midfield right now because Van der... Be- I don't I want to count Van der Beek because really, like, he, sh- he shouldn't be here. He'll probably go in yeah. January anyway, but I say, like, Van... Fuck it, count Van der Beek. Van der Beek... McTominay should both be gone. And yeah. really, Ericsson, his minutes should really half from what they was last year, even maybe even less. You you don't you don't mess with Ericsson that much. Nah, but nah, not really. Yeah, that's not fair. Even if you played a bit further up, if you played at 10, so he's not he's not getting on the ball in in I don't see I the well, he, areas. He'd probably be he probably st- he could probably still be calm as a 10 because he still has a good final ball. But yeah. Like, bro, you have Mount, you have Bruno, you have Hannibal. Like, what's the point? Yeah, it's true. If you've got better, you've got better players in those in those positions, then yeah, why bother? I guess that, like, bro. So yeah, I think for the number six position, you got Casemiro, you got Amrabat. Then for yeah. the eight position, you have Ericsson, Maynu, let's say McTominay. Yeah. And then for the ten position, you have Bruno, Mount, Hannibal. That's what. Eight players for three positions, but I guess yeah, you could. I guess not. you could. I guess you could include Bruno and Mount as like right wing options as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got that duality about them, don't they? Yeah. But even Bruno yeah. couldn't because that's why for Portugal he plays like an eight. Like, would you or do you think yeah. he's not trustworthy enough? I mean, I would, I would, I would, I would have played him. He played there. I remember a game against Everton where he played as an eight and he was really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't trust him there long term. I wouldn't want Bruno receiving the ball so deep in in areas like that when he can't dribble and he can't run. Like, bro, I I wouldn't want a walking turnover playing that deep. 
I guess, the, yeah, that, I think that's the, I guess that's the risk, isn't it? Like, you know, losing the ball when you're a bit further up the pitch. It's not that detrimental, in, yeah. It's not that detrimental, but if you're losing it in places like, for example, James Madison was losing it in the North London derby, but then that's when things get a bit... Exactly, sl- but with James Madison, he's he's a great dribbler. He's great at twisting and turning out of pressure. So you want to give him the ball in those the situations, like... If you're taking the ball in them situation against a team that press, like the risk is you're gonna lose the ball in it. But like Bruno, I wouldn't want him. I would never want Bruno in that situation. You wouldn't want Bruno picking up the ball. For I wouldn't him. want Bruno in that situation. I wouldn't want McTominay in that situation. I don't want Casemiro in that situation. Really, I wouldn't want. No, even so. Eric. This you would trust is Mano and Amrabat. Mano and Amrabat are really the only midfielders we have that I'll trust in that position. And probably Hannibal as well. Serious. Well, we need to get those players on the pitch. Hmm. We need to get a play. Well, would you have taken? I know this is very sad, would you have taken Madison at 40 million considering? Of course, I would have <laughs> in a heartbeat. Who would he would he displace Bruno for you? Nah, they'd probably play together. Hmm. Well, because Madison's playing like I know with Tottenham, he's basically playing like a 10 slash off the left, like the eight, the he's eight, playing, the left playing, side is eight playing, or. Did you watch the game yesterday? Madison was picking up the ball from his centre backs. Yeah, Madison, yeah, yeah. Madison picked up the ball from his centre backs more than Pape Sar did. They, so Madison is a Madison is effective in all three phases of play. Which Mason yeah, Mount is yeah. not, which Bruno Fernandez is not. Serious. It's it's crazy. You, I, I, I sniff at the price because Man United were dancing with Chelsea for a minute trying to get their attention for Mount. All a protracted, prolonged. Negotiation, you had one year left of his contract, and then I, it just I, seemed I, that I came in quickly. United wanted him, Liverpool wanted them, Arsenal wanted him, they all wanted him in it. So, well, there must be something they all seen. I don't know personally, in it. I don't work for none of them clubs, so I can't, I can't say that. But they thought Mason Mount at 55 60 million was better value at than James Madison at 40 million or whatever he was. Is there is an age? Is, is Madison a couple years older? Is it, is it Madison? Madison is a couple years old. Madison's 26. Mason Mount's 24. Couple years in it. In 26, you'll you'll get some you'll get good years out of him still. Mm. Isn't it? Obviously, it's obviously so what might have been now and stuff like that, spilt milk. I don't know if we were even in for him, so but it's just more considering. We I, don't think so. yeah. I know I know he's in for Mateus Nunes, but Ten Hag wanted Mount instead, so it's what it's. Right. Oh, the Nunes has gone to City, but he went yeah. for stupid money, didn't he? I think didn't he go for sixty or something like that? Something like that. I don't know. It wasn't that. I don't, I don't think it's that. I, 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 I feel like it was around the same price Mount went for, but also City sent them Tommy Doyle on the deal as well. So okay. I think that helped bump down the price. And yeah, well, he looked like he started in the fifty-three million. That's what Nunes went for. Yeah. Jeez. That's less than Mount. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, and that's even yeah. A few, oh my goodness! And, and that was on deadline day. Mount had a year left on his deal too, so yeah. we could have gone for free in January. Yeah, we got yeah. Pan, pan that. But anyway, let, let me. You know what? Because obviously, Mount's had a lot of stick. He had family members coming out, you know, to defend his honor and stuff like that. So let's see. What he does when he's on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's played two games in it, so let's give him a chance. 100%. Let's we'll give him right a chance. Fendi facts. 
It could be in six months' time. We're like, rah, what a deal, Ten Hag. Can you believe it? Chelsea are done for. 55 billion was a snip. You should have charged more. Da, 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 da. So we may be coming on that tip. So um, we may be coming on that tip. But obviously, you're thinking Crystal Palace, League Cup, and Premier League. Are you seeing that as two wins? What what are you what are you feeling? I, I, um, I hope so. But um, I hope we do. I, I know we can't do much because the team's been decimated with injuries. But I hope we do have a little bit of a rotation tomorrow. Yeah, I'd actually like probably buy in there, get a start. Um, yeah, yeah okay. Our, our, our new substitute goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. I think we can rotate the front three. Maybe bringing Garnacho, Marshall, and Palestri. Give yes. Amrabat his first start. Varane's back now. Give him a start. Get him some minutes under his legs. I think Mason Mount is back in training as well. So maybe not start him, but bring him off the bench. Get him some minutes. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, a bit of squad rotation, and then assuming assuming no one else gets injured, how would you play the Premier League game on Saturday? Uh, how who, how would you line up? Um, I think I might go Casemiro, Amrabat, Hannibal, midfield. Ooh. Okay, um, so some solid, some solid, some physicality in there. Yeah, some physicality in there. Get someone who could get the ball, get on the ball in the first phase and progress it. Yeah. You know, get get some legs next to Casemiro so that helps him with his defensive side. Mm. Um, Obviously, same front three as against um Burnley. I don't know. In terms of centre-back, I guess, we, in terms of back four, I guess we'll go regular on um, Lindelof, Ferran and Dallo. Regulon, Lindelof, Varane, that okay. So basically, Varane coming in for Evans. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. That well, well, that makes that makes sense. Like Varane obviously came on very last minute against Burnley. Obviously, last sort of short sort of cameo. We need to keep this guy fit, man. I I don't understand these little injury niggles or whatever he gets. Like he, he's not going to be fit. He's not going to be fit. We're good. We got to start looking at like replacements for him but for now he's our best defender so he has to play so as long as he's fit he has to play and he's I think he's 31 now where the hell does run yeah I think for Varane and Castanero they, they, they got Saudi Arabia in their future but for now <laughs> <laughs> it used to be China's calling now it's Saudi's calling <laughs> he's 30 yeah come on man he, uh, he, he should be able to give us He's retired from the French team now. He should be able to give us... For me, he should be able to give us three more years, man. Seriously. He should be to 2026. I mean, if he, was, if, he, if, he was, if he was healthy, then yeah. But, bro, he's going to pick up... He's going to pick up injuries every season, really. We know that by now, isn't it? And he, they say he's on 340k a week. Yeah, this was his last big payday. Actually, well, I guess Saudi might give him one more payday. 340 a week. So who's, who's top dog? Rashford must be top dog. Uh, yeah, in terms of wages, yeah, probably. Because you just signed a new deal, deal with yeah. some yeah. Hey, man. Anyway, it's, it's not my money, but hey, man. Hey, that's a little crazy. Mm. A man that can't keep us off fit. That's a little crazy, man. Um, that's very crazy. Uh, anyway, let me let me know. Let me stop just thinking about the numbers, man. That, that's gonna annoy me. So, so, but I, I think with what I think with the team you. You've suggested that should be enough to beat Palace. I can't believe we're in a situation now where I'm like, rah, Palace at home, that should be it. Manchester United, that should be enough. That should be, that should take us over the line. Definitely. 
But you never know with United, man. I mean, we're cursed, so you can never, you never know what a cursed team is going to give you. What what's changed though? Because obviously last season we came off, we, we came third in the league. You know, games we weren't at home. We kind of made Old Trafford a full tra- uh, full trust at times, except for the early season form. We're beating teams, uh, the teams we beat City, beat Arsenal, uh, beat Liverpool at home. Um, so we're competitive at home against. I think Chelsea at the end of the season would beat as well. And then it comes to this season, and then everything's fallen to pieces, and we've we've made we've made we strengthened in theory our team. So how have we regressed compared to the other teams in and around us? What what, what do you think has, has really changed? I need to see us healthy first before I give any opinions on how we look compared to last season. Because last so season we didn't we didn't really start looking good until like maybe after the Arsenal game and in it maybe maybe even after the City game when Casemiro like first started starting. Like after after the after the the Brighton the Brentford game, we we yeah. won four in a row. But like against Southampton against Liverpool, we kind of like scraped by against Southampton. We scraped by against Leicester. We scraped by. We beat mm. Arsenal like you know like with that good performance on the counter. We didn't really start. We didn't really start looking decent until maybe even after the World Cup, and then like we kind of ended the season in Higgy form again. So. Yeah, I think a lot of last season's good performances was hinged on Lisandro and Casemiro. Like they were really top. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Casemiro's not been very good this season. Like I think Lisandro's been all right, but he's he's not been as good as he was last year. Yeah. So we just got to get the whole team healthy, man, and see what we, and see what we're working with. Full, 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 fully fit squad. What's your eleven? Um, Onana, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lisandro, um, Varan, Dalo, Amrabat, Maynu, Mount, Rashford, Hoyland, Bruno. And let, let's say, just, just to have, obviously, we don't know the outcome of their personal issues, but let's say Sancho and Anthony were available for selection. Would that still would that change anything on the right wing for you? No, that'll still be my team. Maybe, maybe, maybe actually, um, Bruno for Mount and Anthony on the right wing, just because like having a having a left foot having a left footed guy, and um someone who's, someone who's someone who's good at retaining pressure adds to balance. And Anthony is like decent off the ball as well. But if these allegations are true, I don't want to see him again. So no, absolutely, absolutely. It's um um I just, I just thought I'll ask the question, but yeah, absolutely. I think I don't I don't think there's anyone. At, at touchline that will support those allegations. So, yeah, most definitely. I would like to... In an ideal world, though, it would be Ahmad starting on the right wing for me. But when he comes back from injury, let's see what Ten Hag has planned for him because I'm I'm not confident that he'll play. Like, I'm, everyone else I named, I'm confident that they'll play. But with Ahmad, I'm not quite sure. Do you, do you think he's still sussing them out? Obviously, he had his season long run at Sunderland. They got to the playoffs, he was playing well, scoring goals. I think he got like 16 goals in the so end. I, I feel like most coaches, if you have a player that went out to the championship and had a sick loan like that, like you'd be desperate for him to be a part of like your team. But Ten Hag, yeah. I, I guess I guess he was all in on Anthony. And now that Anthony's kind of cooked, that might give him a chance. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true because. And especially, you know, he likes his balance. He likes his. Um, he wants a left-footed right winger for the the benefit of being inverted, as you sort of alluded to earlier. So you like to think that you'll get a chance because I know Pelestri is old school. Pelestri is a 
right footed right winger, right? Yeah, proper throwback winger, yeah. Old school. I, I didn't know they made them like that anymore, man. Even like Andrea Konchelskis. Old school. <laughs> the real old school. Go to the byline, cross it in. Hey, proper man. old school. Aaron Lennon school of winger, like, you know what I mean? Aaron, hey. Man had the white cotton shirt, navy blue gloves. Hey, when you saw Aaron Lennon in that, in that attire, you know you'll get your left back is getting burnt. Yeah, he always had something for Everest still. Ah, oh, Patrice, I love this game. You didn't love it when Aaron Lennon was playing. <laughs> yeah, no, Aaron Lennon always cooked him. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get to some listeners' questions. Thank you guys for sending these in. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh my goodness. Thank you, guys. Let, let's see what one looks um this one's an interesting one so zeki 98 appreciate your your question my guy looking around the league Ange, big Ange's impact is visible after a couple of months liverpool seem to be back on it the zerbi has transformed brighton so why are we still seeing dead football we put that in capitals dead football and individual reliance after a season of Hitman Hog. We said Eric Ten Hog, but let me ask What do up. all those teams have in common that Manchester United don't? In Is your it, opinion. I think they have... Well, that... Is it director of football? But no, let, let, let me keep on the pitch. Let me not talk about um, the people that, above. The answer is they all have good midfields. They they do have solid midfields. And to fair, Brighton... Every, their midfielders, their top centre midfielders got ransacked. McAllister um, left and also Caicedo left. But mm-hmm. still they had, um, I watched them against AEK Athens and they had Gilmore and Pascal Gross. And obviously they lost that game, but they were very solid uh, in, in the midfield, man. They, like, have it's Gilmore, like they-, they have Pascal Gross, they have Mamou, Mamou Dawood, they have Lalana. All their midfielders on a technical level yeah. are very comfortable in that system. Mm. Brighton, Brighton, Brighton system is is baiting the press and penetrating teams with quick with quick passing with quick passing sequences. The yeah. reason why they could do that is because their centre backs are very comfortable on the ball. They're very good. Yeah, Duncan, uh, usually Webster, but they and Webster, playing... they're very good on the ball. Even Van Hecker, good on the ball. Yeah. Then you have Billy Gilmore, who, who's a great passer in the midfield. Mahmoud Daoud, who's great ball retention. Pascal Gross, great ball retention. Adam Lallana, great ball retention. All of their midfields make sense for the system. Liverpool, they went and retooled. They still need a six, but they got in um, Alexis McAllister and yeah. the Sosbalai. Yeah, Hungarian. Um, who's, who's the other team? Uh, um, Tottenham, they have Pape Sar, Basuma, James Madison. That's a quality midfield. We're a playing Tomine and Casemiro. You expect to see good mid, good football with those two midfielders. But then it's that's that's the question. I guess we can ask ourselves: What? Why are we still in this situation with the midfield for years? Since arguably since Michael Carrot left, we said yeah, but oh, we have man, good midfielders. That's 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 really it. But we have good midfielders this season, so they just have to play. And and the midfielders you you said it, you said it earlier just to remind people you said Amrabat, Kobe Bano, and. You said you'll put Bruno in if you had a fully foot. Amrabat, fully fit. Kobe Mainu, Casemiro, Hannibal, Mason Mount. That's enough good players to build a good midfield. So we, we get we we pick up Ted Hag picks us uh third Amrabat three from that. hasn't now. been available to play any games. Kobe Mainu hasn't been able to play any games. Hannibal just worked his way into the team. Mason Mount has been out. So it's going to be Casemiro trying to hold it down. 
yeah, Kaz, so listen, like, if the midfield's... Listen, as in my opinion, the X factor on our midfield is going to be Kobe Mainu, right? Because he's yeah. he's the one midfielder we have that that has the skill set that we've been desperately lacking. Mm. So he's someone that's comfortable receiving the ball on the half turn. He's someone that could dribble out of pressure effortlessly. He's super yeah. athletic. He can protect the ball with his body. He could, he's mobile. He could cover ground. He could close space quickly. No one else in our team has that mixture of in their skill set. So yeah, he's going to allow us... round midfield player. Exactly. He doesn't need to get 10 assists. He doesn't need to score seven goals. He don't need to be a playmaker. He literally just needs to help us defend in space, make tackles, retain possession, progress the ball. Mm. Every, every other team... That they that was referenced in that question has a player that could do that. Spurs they have Basuma, Liverpool yeah. they have McAllister, um, Brighton they have Billy Gilmore, they have Pascal Gross, they have Daoud. We're the only team that don't have a midfielder that could do that. So without the midfield, how are you gonna build? Yeah, I believe Amrabat could do that as well. Not not at like an elite level, but he could do it at a respectable level. At Premier League level, hundred percent, he could do it at Champions League level. He did that at the World Cup, so. He did it in Serie A. He did it in the, on on route to the Conference League final. Like he's 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 he's, he's, he's played great. He's got pedigree. So, yeah. He's not Rodri. He's not flipping Chouameni. But like, bro, like, I this is my personal belief. I don't feel like you need a world beater at the number six. Like, Pau Hina isn't a world beater, but he's the best tackler in the world, and yeah, he's comfy enough to pass the ball to the good players that could that could create. That's that's a useful yeah. skill set. Check the covers ground, man. You know what I mean? Like, like just guys that bro, like, won't let anyone come into your midfield and dribble past you. Like, yeah, that's yeah, valuable. Yeah, yeah. Even Fred, like, even even the fact that Fred could get on the guy's skin and stop them from 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 playing their game that added value. Tenacious. We seen against De Bruyne and the Manchester derby, like, bro, we seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fred, Fred, Fred Moore, I guess about man, like you know, like he. I see him. Was he's easy gone? Fenerbahce, hasn't he? So yeah, yeah, but I see he, him he smiling. He changed Fenerbahce fans' life. I see him smiling. I was like, did they win or something like that? I see. I just see a foot of him smiling in the kit. I think, raw. Veneers looking strong. So that smile looking strong. So that. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I think I think Zeki. Hopefully that answered your question. And there was a comment beneath your your question alluding to the same thing. Assad XGH. So we're on the same page there. Um. Let's find a, another question. Chili Pump, we, we kind of alluded to this, but I'll just, um, it'll be a quick one just to touch. Oluwa T19, why are the fans not talking about Varane and how in two seasons he's played 22 and 24 league games respectively? Can you afford to rely on this guy? Can Varane, Raphael Varane, World Cup winner, Champions League Varane, can Varane be relied upon? Reads. No, he's injury prone, but he's still our best defender, so he has to play every time he's fit. <laughs> like, what else, what, else, like what, else, what else is there to say? You patch him up and you get him going, man. Get him on the pitch, bro. Otherwise, we're cooked. Dr. O'Driscoll, the doctor from Arsenal. Hey, work your magic, my guy, man. Work your magic. We don't have a better centre-back than Varane right now, so every minute he's available to play, put him on the pitch. Standard. Standard. We need... I remember all the time... Last season, when we had the trial rate of uh, Casemiro, 
Lissandra and Varane, and I think we didn't. Is that we didn't have uh, we didn't lose a game? I think that was the stat for a minute until yeah. But what do you mean that trio got David De Gea a golden glove before he left? <laughs> <laughs> hey, apparently he's out here starving, trying to find a new club. He may Listen, retire. Every every centre back pairing that we've had with Varane in it has been solid. Varane yeah. Lindelof, solid. Varane Martinez, so, solid. Varane Luke Shaw, solid. Every partnership yeah. we've had with Varane has been solid. What's the common denominator here? Uh, uh, Raphael Varon. Thank you. But anyway, yeah, obviously he's at the back end of his prime now, I guess. He's injury prone. We definitely need to get younger. We definitely need to get more healthy at that position. But we're not right now, so Varane has to play. Varane, Varane plays. That's it, man. Oluwati, Varane plays. Um, true, true one ace, man. How damaging is making Bruno our captain? I think that decision alone sets us back another, at least another three years. True, true. What's, what's going on? Three years. I think that's bare dramatic, bro. United fans yeah. love to be dramatic, bro. It's, I don't know. You can maybe answer that one because I don't, I don't, I don't see what Bruno being captain. If 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 Dallo was captain and Bruno was captain, we wouldn't be a better football team. It wouldn't make one iota. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the net, the net like, game is not a lot. You know like, what I mean. If, if, if flipping Rashford had a captain's armband, we wouldn't suddenly become like a good athletic, good in flipping possession team. Like, wouldn't make any difference. So, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. These man, these man love the drama thing in it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that's just a personal one, Thrill, man. I, I think you're not feeling Bruno and he, he was a starter anyway. Like, I know normally your captain is a starter, but Bruno, uh, out of probably, you say Rashford is probably first on the team sheet. Bruno's probably second on the team sheet if you're if you're if you're being if you're gonna keep it true. Sorry, sorry for that. But you're gonna keep it one hundred. Like Bruno's number one, the uh, number two on the team sheet. So I don't think making captains any change that Bruno, if he's fit, he plays, he starts. So start uh, making him captain doesn't change or influence that. You know, sometimes he can be a bit petulant, which is a bit annoying as a captain. You want them to show a bit more authority and leadership. But I think that's the enigma that Bruno is, man. You're going to get the quality. You're going to get these sort of match-winning match winning strikes, match-winning passes, match-winning uh, goals. But you have to also accept that sometimes you'll throw his toys at the pram. But has that set, that set us back three years? Uh, I don't agree with that, True, I, I think that's a personal one. That's a personal one. Um, what else is there? Let's, let's get a couple more of these questions in. Um... Funny, old school Dan. How many teams in the league play worse off football than Hogs, Tricky Reds? What teams play worse football than Man United? Everton. Oh, yeah, they're horrid. Luton. Woo, first point. Uh, Sheffield United after their. I don't know what you want to call what they did at Bramall Lane the other day. Yeah, uh, maybe Sheffield. You mean Sheffield United in there? Who else we got? I don't know. It's not much. <laughs> it's not much. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Chelsea, much. Do Chelsea, like... Chelsea have a style of play? Obviously, Poch is coming under the cosh. They lost 1 0 against Villa at home. Ollie Watkins getting the goal. Um, you know, it, they don't see, they've got all these players. They don't seem to make it happen. Would you say yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea? Chelsea? Chelsea might stink as well, still. We're, United are down there, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be a stink off. Uh, Man United v Chelsea, that's a big stink off. Yeah, right we're now. down there for sure. Um, I don't know. Palace, do Palace play good football? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're certainly down there. We're, we're bottom, we might be bottom five. 
Yeah, yeah. We, well, we, as we, I said, again, when the team gets healthy, we'll see. If we still stink when we're fully healthy, then Mr. Boldman might be in trouble. But until then, I reserve judgment. I've, I think it's in, in the Hitman Hog we trust. You know, he, 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 he's he got a philosophy. He's got principles. He's holding out. He's not... He, he He's bold enough to see off Ronaldo. He's bold enough to deal with. He's dealing with Sancho right now of his personal sort of situation. And I think we have to allow him his best team to then start making the judgment on him. It's not been the best start, but Eric Ten Hag has got a plan for us. And hopefully this week, that plan includes two victories against Crystal Palace, one in the League Cup that we're defending and another in the Premier League because we need to get our points up. We're already nine points behind Manchester City who are looking irresistible despite Kevin De Bruyne being out for many, 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 many months. It's like, it didn't even matter that he's injured. Such is their, such is their power. That such Who is their do you spot think that Manchester City has to get injured before, like we see any difference in their ability to win games? <laughs> I think you, you. I think it's a few players. Obviously, Haaland has to come out of the team. I don't know. I've seen. I've seen them win. I've seen them win titles without Haaland. So. Because bro, we've seen them win games. John Stones injured. We've seen them win games. Ruben Dias yeah, injured. They, they just from place, man. The boy is injured. We've seen them win games. Like maybe Rodri, maybe Yeah, Rodri's gonna be a big miss because he's he's this. He will receive the ball on the half turn. He's covering space. He's chipping in with goals now. He's playmaking from. I think the DM. issue is that the, the drop off between Rodri and his replacement is massive, but everywhere else it's, it's, yeah. it's not that massive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, even if, even if Haaland gets injured, bro, they can just play Julian Alvarez, but Julian Alvarez has been balling this season as well. Yeah, he, he be making this number 10 look easy. Bro, he so... be making it look easy. Yeah, Julian Alvarez is a shooter. Because remember, I remember when he was playing for River Plate, he was getting them five goals a game. He wasn't even, mm-hmm. even risk. He wasn't even crazy. That's why City went and poached him early before he even played in the World Cup, before everyone got their note. You know, so yes, yeah, that's the big city. The, the way the squad level, the squad's playing at a very high level. They they got they got hundred percent records, and we're nine points behind them. So we we can't even. I'm not saying we're gonna be in title contention, but at least we, let's let's try be competitive if we can even try. You know what I mean? And to be nine points behind them already after six games is is woeful. So we need to be getting the points on the board, man. We need to be um, we need to be competitive. And after, after I don't know who, I need to check who we got after, after Crystal Palace, we got Galatasaray, Champions League, we did get some points on the board, and Brentford at home. So we've got a few games. The next six games, after that, Sheffield United away, and Copenhagen at home. So the next six games, I would like to think, all winnable games, uh, and we need to try to start winning because we've got Man City on the 29th of October. You know what, so though? We have had a pretty tough season. I mean, we've, we've already played Arsenal. We've already, we've already played Arsenal and Tottenham away. Yeah, it's not, it's so not We played pretty. Bayern Munich away and we played Brighton. Like, But, okay, Brighton, we, should, we, should, we shouldn't be losing at home. Brighton are a very good team. And I'm not saying that to be dismissive, but obviously to get, to get rolled over 3-1 and uh, at home. It's, it's, it's a problem. I know Brighton are a bogey team. We're not beating them. I know, man. Brighton, we've seen Brighton roll over. We've seen Brighton roll over Newcastle as well. Yeah, um, no, but, but Brighton, Brighton are the Zerbi. Look, man, I, the way they went from Potter to the Zerbi is scary, man. Like, it's like they said Chelsea. It's like, it's, it's the way they just reform. Like, they, they get knocked down and they get back up again. The way Brighton just do it is 
is, is phenomenal. They're very well-run clubs. So shout out Tony Bloom every time. Um, but yeah, we've got, we got six games. Our next six games are very winnable. And let's get some momentum before we City come to Old Trafford. And hopefully we're a lot closer to them than we are right now. So, But we're going to hope and pray, man. Word to Movado. So thank you, Reams, for your time. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for your energy. Uh, appreciate your time this evening, my guy. That's been Reams. I've been Mike Akadiri. This is Muga. Make United great again. And let, let's hope that they can become great again. So you people take care and peace. Love. I shoot my shot, I hit my goals. I let man act like they don't know. Check my record and learn that code. One eight seven, that's Andrew Cold. Cold. Murder a beat, I'm cold. Gonna link up with bro, that's. I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to talk I shoot my shot, I hit my goals, I let man act like they don't know Check man's record, I learned that code, 187, that's Andrew Cole Murder a beat, I'm cold, when I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to Middle of the field, then check like scores, but I still grind and chase man's goals When I get a chance, man's veins get cold Sports Social Podcast Network